conference is over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode, um, what are we on again? One, this this, this is RPG Backtrack what? Takes Over Q&A Quest you number stop. 100. <laughs> totally. Oh. It is officially triple digits now, Wheels. You better be able to remember the number this time. Just, yeah, this should be like a high production quality type of thing by now. <laughs> Did it make it harder to remember the episode number now? No, at least numbers. not. You don't get an excuse for episode 100. Okay. Uh, 100 lines. I am your to... host, Mike Apps, A.K. Wilson, and with me as always. Uh, oh, man. Have I really been doing this for 100 episodes? Dave McBurney, Family Master. Well, I'm pretty sure I have not been doing this for 100 episodes, but I've been doing them for a pretty good percentage of it. Michael Baker, Bajiman Ogatari. Oh, please, you guys are still kids over at RPG Backtrack. We're about to pit, hit the big 2 double O. Ooh. Woo! So exactly how many liters of booze does that equal? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I really would be much more terrified of of like t uh, comparing hours of content there. Oh yeah, we we do not we do not have the kind of volume that an RPG backtrack does. You for should out. You should see the space we take up on the server. Two hundred episodes at like an average of four and a half hours each. It adds up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrifying average. Yeah, good luck downloading all and uh, binge listening to all those all those guides, baby. Yeah, you're not going to do it. Not in this lifetime. Uh, there's there's people who actually do. That's so scary. Sometimes you've got a lot of time. I I don't know. Working in a warehouse. What do you? When do you have time for this? Well, the scary part is you have that many episodes and they're all like four hours long too. Yeah, except so. for the occasional one that's six. Uh, yeah, Disgaea. And yeah, that, that was half of that was recorded twice. I don't I don't know how you managed that. Perseverance, uh, my rum friend. And coke. Rum and coke, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Giant well, ladders. <laughs> I, I would I would hope that you people occasionally just cycle out saying like, no, I can't go on. I need to <laughs> I uh, need to escape. I need to say hello to my family. I dozed off during the uh Disgaea 2 talk. It wow. actually comes down to the power of editing. People can take I, I just patch it all together so it sounds like we never even breathe. <laughs> it's great. Get rid of all the dead space. It just, it's just it's awesome. Now I'm just imagining how long they are with the dead space. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, it actually brings my hard drive to a crawl sometimes, crunching out all that space. Oh, yeah. I actually could just set the computer to go for like an hour and a half and go do something while it works on that. It's great. <laughs> Great. You have an excuse to leave the Yeah, this thing can play all the latest games. Uh, no problem, high settings, but you give it one of the RPG Backtracks podcasts and it brings it to its knees. Quad core processors and all. No this problem. thing I runs Curse of the did That kind of thing to my computer. <laughs> this thing runs Curse of the Azure Bonds on Ultra. Yeah, buddy, Curse. <laughs> Woo, feel that 8 bit goodness. Mm -mm. Was that even 8 bit? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Probably. I feel like it had like eight bits because it did have lots of colors. Pretty colors. <laughs> eight eight bits, all for color death. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's all it was used for. Wasn't used on the voice acting, that's for sure. It's actually a music synthesizer. <laughs> oh, if you play those games, try to play it with the Tandy sound uh, sound synthesizer, whatever it's called, sound settings turned on, because the Tandy could play three sounds at once, whereas the standard IBM that was predominant during the day can only play one sound at a time, so it just sounds, sound like eh, 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 eh. 
But three of those going at a time, you actually get chords. It's great. Oh, so it's like the Game Boy speakers with music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I think my favorite thing about that anecdote is just the fact that, like, yeah, the IBM PC only had the one sound channel. The Tandy, which is uh, originally a PC Junior clone, had the three sound channels. Yeah. That's, I love Tandy. My mother had given me a Tandy, and it was just so great because you go, if you were lucky enough to have a friend who had an IBM or, or something along those lines, yeah, I could only do the one sound at a time. It was horrible, but you come over and listen mm-hmm. to my Tandy, especially a game like, I have this up on my YouTube channel, uh, Yberm, uh, uh, however you want to pronounce it, but I show you with it with the IBM sound and then with the Tandy sound, and it's oh, just man. worlds apart. Of course, you could have the best thing of all for sound. It was a Commodore 64. That thing had some rockin' music. Got some sit chip going on. Yeah. They had to be acid uh, when you were making that music, but it was great. Hooray! Woo! This is our starting episode 100, Old PC Geek. Oh my (laughs) gosh, well you got me on the cassettes, that's what I do, that's what I am. I am not only... I am not only the president of the CRPG club, I'm also a proud member. It's great. <laughs> See, hashtag CRPG club. Check it out on Twitter. Check it out at RP Gamer. We just I wrote saw, a poll. I on saw it. your next year schedule, and that seemed like, until I remembered that, like, oh, you don't have to finish those, I was like, you're intending to do how many Witcher games? And it's like, it's, oh, you don't have to finish them. It's the year <laughs> of the Witcher. Uh, so. I go all out for this. So, yeah, we're we, CRPG Club. We play games every month of the year, and we usually try to have a theme or two running through them. And this year, it's the year of The Witcher. We also have some, some D&D gold box games. Don't worry, boys and girls. Those are still in there. But Year of The Witcher. And when I do a year of something, like whatever it was last year, I, I, have, I changed my Twitter page, my avatars, uh, everything. I even buy a statue for my desk at work. So I just got it today from Amazon, a Geralt statue. It's great. It's going to be right there <laughs> on the corner of my desk. Everybody can come in and say, what the hell is that? I'm going to post a picture up on my Twitter page. Yeah. So, And I'll put it in Discord, too. So if you're on Discord, you can see the picture of Geralt statue that's going to be on my desk. My wife's like, that's just going to make people think you're more of a nerd geek. And I'm like, so? When do I care about what people at work think about me? I don't. I was going to say they should probably know full well what kind of geek you are already. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. It's a little late to dispel the assumption now. I totally own it. So I do intend to play through, uh, play through the Witcher games all the way through because it's good story. I, I really do. I might set the combat to easy or something to get through it a little bit quicker. But uh, I don't want to get hung up on the combat, at least especially on the first game. Ugh. But um, I do intend to get through it. I've already started, and I'm going for the full experience. I've already started listening to the audiobooks. I'm on the second book now out of ten. So got to get the full experience. Wallpapers, everything. It's the year of the Witcher. Feel the power. Okay, no, no, I'm gonna start sing. not going to sing "Feel the Power of Love." So, okay, let's let's, so let's... Check, check it out. RPGamer.club, CRPG Club, where we play computer games all year long, and you can win prizes for engaging in discussion on Twitter and on our Discord channel. Woo! Except for apps, he doesn't get any prizes. No, no prizes for apps. Why no wow. prizes for me? What because you, you have not played enough Monster Hunter, young man. That's true. Get back to your room and play more Monster Hunter. I have been neg- negligent in my duties. Yeah. Of playing Monster Hunter. G rank doesn't go to the people who goof off. Okay. That's true. Mm, hardcore. Oh, should we do some questions? 
question. Turn a lot of these here. Sure. Some, some ancient. Or maybe sort some, of. Some ancient questions. Well, how oh man, some of these we can some of these we can answer in retrospective, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Let's see wh which of these links are we going to, the first or the second? First one. Let's go to the very first Q&A. Oh, okay, let's see if I can Where's the very first Q&A at? I'm going to drop a link. Which I probably should have done beforehand. But well, somebody put in two do. links earlier. Yeah, we'll look at those. We'll after. we'll get to and it's, Skype isn't letting me actually... Oh, there we go. Uh, Skype was taking its own sweet time to decide to ask me how I would like to open this link. 2010! Oh, dear. Yes, that is the correct date. Uh, A long time ago. Yep. Hey. Okay, let's see how long it takes us to open. I remember first really uh, engaging with Wheels because he was... Uh, he was looking for people to fill out questions for this when it was first starting back up. Yep. I remember how hard it was to restart something like this. I ended up having to go to my little brother for a question for the first Japandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he came up with a really good one because he was playing Persona 3 at the time and he had some questions about the honorific endings mm -hmm. and, and the way they were used in the English translation. Mm -hmm. So, it actually worked out quite well. <laughs> Oh, well, first then question. I will avoid dunking on that. Fastball right down the middle. It's uh, yes. Go ahead, read the first question, and tell me if this is a fastball right down the middle. In fact, Coach made a tactical RPG. What do you think it would be like? Mm -hmm. I think I actually wrote into you la at a later date explaining my concept for this very thing. I believe it. I think it was something along the lines of Saga Frontier 2, the tactical RPG, where your actual position on the map had actually let you do... Um, or let Feng Shui power your magic. Because that was the game where the equipment list had a very big part to play in what spells you were able to cast. So where can I order a copy of this game? Um, in an al in alternate universe number 6613. Okay, duly noted. Yeah, you, you'll have to just flag down the talon the next time it swoops through and you'll get a ride. Oh man, <laughs> I forgot there's these hot topics here and also your playlist. Was there my playlist? Okay, what was On that? my playlist, Green Day, Green Persona Day. 3 soundtrack, Persona 4 soundtrack. Yep. Oh, I used to hate updating these. <laughs> and that's why the, the uh, Ask what, Wheels column died. What I can't What I can't wait for, Valkyrie Chronicles 2. Oh, that, that yeah. is... I appreciate like, that you gave Halo Reach from the PSP, like, man. I, I, well, I'm just, you know, so I mentioned to Mike, I, I was going to, I'll go ahead and start playing this, because from CRPG Club from last year, for December, we're playing Valkyrie Chronicles. And I'm like, okay, we should play through, you know, two the following. I'm just going to jump into it. It's a handheld game. It's not really a shop of the CRPG Club. We just jump into dive into Holy cow, they chopped it up! Mm -hmm. They put yep. your poor, the poor Valkyrie Chronicles! I, yeah. I can hardly recognize it! That game hurt. It, it, it pains me every time I turn it on. A little tear just comes out of the corner of my eye. Three was a little bit better, but yeah, you still had the really chopped up uh, maps. Didn't help that. Mm -mm. And it's. Maps. Yeah, Shrek of it was just kind of weird to get kind of this idea that you hop from this camp and this map to this camp over here. It's just, I don't, it's, it's really weird. It's it also weird. overpowered units that are good at close range. Yeah, they, see, they got rid of those in three. They got rid of the fencer in three, so it wasn't was quite so unbalanced. 
<laughs> oh, I feel like that rises up another question. What's worse, Valkyrie Chronicles 2, or that, what was it called, Valkyrie Revolution or whatever? Azure no, Revolution. Revolution. Revolution's worse. It's not terribly close. <laughs> hey, yeah. A Dynasty Warriors, basically, all, all the way around. VC2 is okay if if you, you know, grade on a curve, considering the platform. Valkyria Revolutions was just really mediocre. Yeah. No, no, re no real redeeming qualities. <sighs> well, it has one redeeming quality. It didn't destroy the series. Despite <laughs> being very That's not really a redeeming quality. It's a failure to earn a demerit. <laughs> oh, okay. Question number two. Let's talk about. This isn't really a question. No wait, it gets to a question. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Gust games. They don't seem to change much from one entry to another, save Art Tanelico, which seems to be getting better. Uh, let's just leave that one there. Uh, do you think Gust will ever expand beyond their familiar art and gameplay styles? Well, eight eight years later, um, how do we feel about uh, that question? Art um, uh, has long since died. <laughs> Gust still makes games. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, every year. Every year. <laughs> I'm waiting for the next one at the end of January. But yeah, it's it's really a case of it's not a bug, it's a feature. I mean, they they they're, they are comfort uh, food. Yeah, they upgrade the the basic mechanics on like every 3 to 4 games. They try to upgrade the gra um I mean, the, they do the up graphical upgrades every console release, sometimes in the middle of a console release, and they just churn them out. And that's how they can manage it because they're not trying to reinvent the wheel every single time, like Final Fantasy does. Oh, so it's like uh, it's like Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> better Dynasty. than well, generally a better churn than that. However, <coughs> the series series was a bit of a nader for the for the brand. <laughs> I like Dynasty Warriors except for the last the last one. Toei yeah, uh, Tecmo is pretty good at that too. So yeah, or Disgaea. Disgaea doesn't really. I mean, not that they come out every year. But they they don't really do they anything don't change. too revolutionary, yeah. No, they change yeah. for the worse. See, oh jeez, and you are still nursing nursing that grudge. It's it was painful. But moving yeah. on, moving on. This generation has seen a lot of RPGs left unlocalized. Aside from Seventh Dragon and Soma Bringer, what else would, what else should have come over? Wow. Neither of those should have come over, and I speak that as the person who reviewed both of them. <laughs> there, there was there's a lot of like those sort of like DS games that like when the DS was losing steam in the US, where it's like, oh, they're coming out in Japan. They're probably really good. <laughs> well, and the PSP had a ton where Sony just wouldn't let them uh, re-release anything that didn't have anything substantially new, so we didn't get the Suikoden games and. Devil Summoner. That's my yeah. personal favorite. Devil Summoner. It's like it's. There's nothing new in it. They didn't have it the first time. Of course, <laughs> everything's new in it. Yeah. But for things, I mean, like for the DS, um, stuff that comes to mind. Um, I mean, we were never going to get the Sergeant Frog RPG. Uh, unfortunately. Tales of Hearts. No, Tales of Frogs. No, I'm um, saying Tales of Hearts as well. Uh, yeah, the original. The original was pretty good. Um, Dungeons and Dam. I think we. I discussed this one before. It looked like we were going to get it, then probably somebody realized that one of the major characters is transgender and they could not write it out of the plot. Um, yeah. A um, bunch of others. Uh, just some random weird tactical stuff. 
Oh, what have I got right now? Metabots. Metabots DS was pretty good. Metabots 7 and 8, not quite as good. I have not tried 9 yet, so I will let you know later. And of yeah. course, three different Metal Max games on the DS, plus one on the DS. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, original, the original NES Metal Max actually just got a fan translation a couple weeks ago. Again? Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah that, one's, that one's even more basic than Xeno. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, just a complete drive-by killing, yeah. killing Metal Max, you know, in the streets. Yes, I mean, I mean, even even Season of Steel, which is the lowest of the th of the DS games in the series, is still better than Xeno in terms of actual story and being interesting and being really weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you. I, I sold my copy of Xena. <laughs> I gave up. I'm, 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 I'm holding on for mine just yet. A few hours in. <laughs> I hold on to mine for collection purposes. That's why I still have several Atelier games I'd rather not play again. Well, I, went, I, w I was sitting there and it's like, I, I could play this, or I could play the actual good Metal Max games, and they'll be better, even though I can't read them. Mm -hmm. Why am I, was, I doing this? I was this? afraid you were going to say, or I could play Spider-Man. I mean, I can I can do that anytime I want. You can't, I you can't stop me. I can't, but I should. Especially if you're seeing that new movie. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Somehow we got the Metal Max. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> that just it happens you. always. But <laughs> Unlo we're talking about stuff that was not localized. Yes, yeah. unlocalized or, uh, stuff. See, Beyond the Labyrinth. Oh, that one hurts. Especially since it was one of the first 3DS games, and we still have no idea why they did not try to take the risk with yeah. that one because it wasn't like they were not like they had a plethora of. RPGs for the 3DS that first year. Nope. That one is a mystery. Grand Knight's history, which was like practically, according to the stories, was basically done and they just didn't have yeah. time to program in the localization. Yeah, that one was weird. Was it Exceed or Atlas that had the, was do it working with uh, Vanillaware on that? I think it was Atlas. If I'm remembering correctly. But I could be wrong. Yeah, that one was rough. That was near the end of uh, the PSP, wasn't it? Yeah. That one hurt. Uh, Wings Blade uh, which had one? zero chance whatsoever. Which one is that? I feel That's like. One based off in the adventure book series, um, like RPGs style series in Japan, and it's the one with some of the most comically and anatomically impossible costumes <laughs> that you have ever imagined. <laughs> I mean, the, the game book RPG was basically an excuse for softcore porn in a book. Aha. Uh -huh. The PSP game was apparently a not-so-bad tactical RPG that just looked like it should be a porn game. Hmm. So, most of the Japandemonium reporting on this game... Um, start off with something like, Greetings from Booby Land. 
I, I actually kind of thanked it for existing because it always meant I had something to talk about any given week. Because there was zero chance of it ever getting localized. Oh, what else was there? Like, did Blood of Bahamut ever get um ever get localized? No. See, neither did Sigma Harmonics, and that was a really fun one. So Sigma Harmonics, imagine a bit of Phoenix Wright and a bit of I'm not quite sure what else, but it's an RPG, and a bit of a music remixer. Hmm. And some writing straight from the Megaten team. Is it got weird by the end? That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. It was also one of the few RPGs on the DS where you had to hold the thing sideways. <laughs> oh, God. The other one was <coughs> 2.0, which is also kind of interesting. I need to finish that one sometime. I kept getting eaten by a Gru in one of the dungeons. So. What else? I, I mean, odds are, anything else we could talk about the, on this list from the PlayStation or DS or 3DS, I've probably reviewed. It's true. Yes. Again, including the two examples that he gave, which were completely awful games, as it turns out. <laughs> For various reasons. Well, yeah. what are you going to do? Yes. It, they always look better when you can't have them. That's true. Yeah. And sometimes it was just a case of, okay, it almost worked. <laughs> I mean, Stormbringer, it had some really nice graphics and some decent, like, hack-and-slash Diablo-style fighting. It didn't have a lot else. And in order to see the pretty graphics, you had to have the game zoom in to the point where you couldn't do ranged attacks manually because you couldn't see any targets. And it had a loot-based system where you were quite likely going to pick up one of the better weapons that you could use early on, and you could not use anything else that you were picking up, and you couldn't give it to your ally characters. You were supposed to be trading it between game, uh, game cartridges. And so the game kind of made the cardinal error or cardinal sin of assuming that people were going to buy a lot of copies and then building up a player interaction model based on that assumption. It works for Pokemon, it has not worked <laughs> for a game I have seen working like that. So. Unfortunately, in some cases. Um, Kurikin, the Pokemon-like strategy, like real-time strategy game where you were, you were raising germs to fight each other in a Petri dish. Huh. That was fun. Weird. Uh, uh, huh. Um, yeah. Any any that you got other ones that you guys were interested in? Hmm. Uh, this, this one could technically still happen, but Saga Scarlet Grace. What's this about Saga Scarlet Grace? Unlocalized game. Oh, that the like Kawazu just tweeted an update that they're still working on that. Ooh. Uh, another game that I'm holding on to mainly because I'm collecting the series rather than trying to finish it. 
<laughs> because I've been through, I've made two attempts on that game, and um, it's got a it's got a nastier experience curve than Romancing Saga did. Ooh. Hmm. Um, just because all battles in that game are rated as easy, moderate, or hard, relative to where you are right now. Oh. And if you don't have a really good understanding of a lot of the equipment and leveling mechanics, or if you just, I mean, as it turns out, you really should be training your characters in a variety of weapons instead of just letting them use the first thing that they have to come equipped with. And they can only equip one weapon at a time. Yeah. So um, it's quite possible that easy battles will be hard by the time you get up higher in the game. Yeah. Sounds great. I'm happy. Limited <laughs> <laughs> saga, but it's not any of the better ones. Ouch. I'm really out of my depth when we talk about games that I like to see import or whatever have you, because I've got so many games in my backlog right now, I rarely look for opportunities to find more things I wish I had. Uh, I'm still holding out for the rest of the proper Shining 4 series. Like, that just, that was, what, 1995 or something? I'd love Oh, you see, one four so scenarios, two, three. Yeah. Still, Make it happen. Stuff as well as drinking it now. And, <laughs> and, and. Incredibly harsh. The rest of the, whatever Tales or Trails games, we don't have those Trails in the Skies and whatever, just based on. All the positive word of mouth I've heard about it. I do plan, like, at some point to do a year of Trails games. Uh, you know. Phil? Phil? Phil, you can't just play one of those and not finish and then try another one. I don't remember that. No, no, I played through. Like I said, no, I'm yeah, playing no, through I'm these Witcher saying, games. Like, I'm not convinced that, you have the, that anyone has the time to do that. <laughs> Oh, it's the so year of the year of trails should be about three years of trails. Yeah, we can <laughs> knock that bad boy out in a couple of months. Not a problem. <sighs> okay. But, uh, we are currently missing Cold Steel's three and four, and both of the like Cold games Steel that games. make up. Yeah, the games that make up uh, Legend of Heroes uh, seven. Yeah, I've just been hearing really, really great stuff about them from my friends, and so yeah. and I and I buy them. You know, they just go right on the backlog. Those uh, PC versions are really nice, just for the yeah. speed-up function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and I did, like, start one, you know, for, like, 20 <laughs> minutes. It looked really nice on my monitor. I could probably just stick that up to my television with the controller, I'm sure. They've still got really appealing, like, art and aesthetic design. Yeah, we can totally do this. Totally. Make it all, just, if we could get the rest of them in, then I could just blaze through them all in one year. Just listen, listen if you try it, I will make the attempt. Alright, <laughs> woo! <laughs> Listen, I'm building in a cushion for myself there because it would have to start in 2020 at the earliest. Oh, yeah, it's gonna... I mean, it'd be nice if they released them and stuff. I hate to, like, start it or get through it and then the next year they announce that they're bringing them out, you know, the rest of them out. Be like, don't! Yeah. That would, well, that would be another four games with massive scripts, though, so it would still take another four years for them to actually come out. Yeah. Well, just, uh, we'll just keep, uh, we'll just keep hoping. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, by the time we get them, Legend of Heroes 9 will be out, and we won't have any of those five games that end up making it up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Last last of this series of questions. Mm-hmm. Persona 3 Portable is the best example of taking something that wasn't broken in the first place and somehow making it better. What other games should be refined in this way? 
Perhaps mm. Persona 4 on a portable system. <laughs> Perhaps. Dear viewer, the future may surprise you. The, and, An any even better example. Before the mystery series. <laughs> Just because anything that was put on a portable after Koei Tecmo's actual takeover turns out to be <clears throat> poorly ported. Yeah. <sighs> anything that was ported. They had to move over to the uh, whatever the Dynasty Warriors engine, and that didn't run as well on the Vita, <laughs> or the or the computer. Oh, geez, the computer is bad too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I've told you before. Like um, Atelier Sophie characters lost their eyes, and they got transplanted onto other people's foreheads. That's impressive. I was gonna say, didn't they just port all of the Arlen games to PS4 and Switch? Yes. Yep, that nice. just came out. Because they're doing a fourth Arlen game in, like, March or April in Japan? Yeah, I saw that that was happening. All I could think when I saw that was, like, uh, people like this series, abort, abort, let's go back. <laughs> it, it certainly seems like that. So they're doing spin-off and then uh, going back to Arlen. Please love us again. <laughs> <laughs> Curse of the Azure Bonds, totally. Just like to see that with uh, some a little bit updated graphics. Uh, maybe polish SBGA. Up. SBGA uh, it like you did with the later later games, uh, like Unlimited Adventures and stuff. Maybe throw in a little voice acting. Uh, I help out with that after a few drinks. What's that? I, of course, I've never actually played any of the early D&D games, but I read several of the novels that are that have the same titles. Is this any... Thing like the book Curse of the Azure Bonds. My or... yeah, my I think uh, I think Curse would actually be be from what I understand because I have not read them. Uh, but from what I understand, Curse of the Azure Bonds book, the game's based on the book, so the book's not terribly bad. But a lot of times you get the the, the opposite where they have books based on the games and they'll tend to end poorly. Um, from what I understand, the I, book is amazingly bad. But... Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> kind of keep that in mind your mileage may vary uh whereas with the witcher books you know i generally speaking they follow the same pattern witcher books were written before the game so they're really good but if they're books based on the game eh. must so yeah but uh yeah you'll actually meet like um oh my gosh her name escaped alias and her her little dragon friend creature or whatever his name is ariel Again. yeah i forget but you'll meet them in your adventures while uh, in the uh, the area with the Moander, Moander cultist of death. Uh, yeah, they're fun. Uh, but yeah, they, they really contribute. They're basically free meat shields as far as I'm concerned. Okay, Alias, we got you back. You go right ahead. Charge that bad guy. We got it. Yeah, fun times. Admittedly, I don't play the gold box games for their deep plot lines and winning <laughs> character growth and anything. No, you, you play for the tactical combat, so... Those, those That's how you get marauded in a dungeon repeatedly. Those Moander diggies were tough, man, but who knew that the walking plants, their weakness was stinking cloud. I didn't know they breathed that much, <laughs> but it just stops them in their tracks. Their precious carbon dioxide, it's all gone. It's all gone, and they don't know what to do, and they just die. It's great. Next question. I don't know about this next question. This is a uh, which one, one is this? Hey, Wheels, I know you're a huge Red Sox fan, but 
please tell me you are not excited for 38 Studios' first game. Uh, get, uh, oh, oh, no! This is a very, very of its time question. Which uh, which link is this in? I need to grab this. It's in the very... The, the link I sent from the very first Q&A. Oh, man. I'm... Kingdom of Amalur. Yeah. Oh, reckoning. Boy. I think someone recently bought... I think someone eventually bought that... Uh, IP during the fire sale that existed when 38 Studios was like, wait a minute, we owe the Rhode Island government a lot of money. Yeah, that yes, would be exactly. THQ Nordic. Uh, I'm just thinking they here, R.A. Salvatore, he was much better when somebody else was making the world building for him. Because all of his non-D&D novels kind of stink. Uh, and I will tell you, you know, uh, uh, before I was on a Witcher binge, I was on an R.A. Salvatore, you know, binge because loving D&D so much. I never actually got around to listening to those. And I listened to or reading those. I say listen because I do audio blah, blah, blah. But, sh- you know, Shirley and I were listening to it in the cars in the first book. Talk about world building. It was kind of cool figuring out how the Dro society would work and stuff. And that was super interesting. Once but- he left the city, it got boring really quick. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing with all the Drow stuff. A lot of that came from D&D to begin with, or at least was working with somebody at uh, whichever company was owning it at the time, TSR. But, TSR hadn't been bought by Watsi at the time. Yeah, but I've read some of his novels that were set in a completely original world of his own devising. Uh, I've read those too. And they range from mediocre to a bit more mediocre to... <laughs> um, <laughs> Deeply none regrettable. Never, none of them actually seem to rise above. <coughs> here. Yeah. So how far did they sink below it? <laughs> um. Oh, that was like twenty years ago when I read this. And I never finished the book, and oh. I feel like that says enough. <laughs> it just uh, it's awful. Yeah, it's just I just stopped listening. I don't understand how that sold. How he's up to like twenty six books, twenty eight books. Who who I lost count. I, I have no idea. Because, I don't know, I couldn't, four, five, six, I was just falling asleep. I almost got into an accident on the way. Don't listen to that in the car. I highly recommend against that. Good just, sleep aid, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're just trying to catch some wings, knock yourself out. Or he'll do it for you. Um, just knock you right out. <laughs> like, normally you have to pay a wizard for this. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, uh, I, I've, I've read like three or four of the the books from Paizo, you know, if you're into path, the Pathfinder Galarian yeah, universe type of thing, and, and and it's not Shakespeare. It's I mean, it's not you know, it's but it's it, you know, I found at least that entertaining, worth the ten bucks I paid for it. Just Ra Salvatore, I I don't see the fascination. He was a, he was a rock star author in the Forgotten Realm series, and he built up enough fan base using the Forgotten Realm setting that he was able to keep going after he left it behind. That's just sort of how it goes. <laughs> yep. Mm-mm. So let's let's just bury that question right there. Oh, you don't you don't want to sit here and talk about how it's fascinating to look at this question in retrospect, where the assumption was that Kingdoms of Amalur would be bad, but it was fine. Instead of actually being much more interesting for being uh, like a gigantic financial scandal that involves the government. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> what a time! What a time to be alive. Oh, okay. Usually, I... governments just spend 
tons of silly tax money on sports stadiums, but in this case, the government spent a ton of money on us. to make a fake game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, let's move on. Because I, I make monkey chimes at this thing. I just got Dragon Quest Nine for the DS. I played 4 and 5, but I haven't seen 6. What is 6 like? Oh, boy. Stay the course! Person from the past? <laughs> Boy, are I mean, you I know in this for guy. adventure. I talked to... No, no. Talk to this guy on the rig. I know who this is. <laughs> okay, so the best way to enjoy Dragon Quest VI is with lots of whiskey and scotch. The more the better. Because, yeah. Is that approach most games? Uh, yeah, but you need it for Dragon Quest VI. He doesn't consider it as integral to the experience yeah. of the other ones. Yes. <laughs> I, remember, I remember playing Dragon Quest VI a bit during my emulation days about two decades ago, but... I never actually finished it, and so I just read the manga series about a decade ago, and it was really entertaining. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That, was probably the, <laughs> that was probably the better way to experience it. Um, so I played through, speaking of years of, a few years back, I had year of, what were we talking about? Oh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest games. And uh, I played one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, partway through, 40 hours into seven, I just gave up. I have, uh, uh, I am working on eight now on the DS. I've just, I think I just gotten burned out on the series, but uh, six, uh, it is pretty low on my list. I really enjoyed uh, four, uh, five, but six, it's very psychedelic with the whole. It starts out pretty good, and it, it, but it, it's got time travel and stuff involved in it that can get very, very confusing. It can be hard to figure out what to do next. The world is very huge, and I just found myself looking for hours what to do what to do next. Eventually I had to break down and read an FAQ, and even with the FAQ helping me, I still, we get kind of lost just again, the scope is pretty big, especially for a game from that era. Whereas 5, you know, 5 was right before it, it's a Super Nintendo game as well, and yeah, the overall plot was just intriguing to me, the idea of the generations, you get, you know, married, you eventually have kids, you join up with them, there's a story reason for it, there's some time travel, well, it's not time travel as far as, like, it's just fast-forwarding. There's time progression. Yeah, time, time uh, Time travel was Dragon Quest Seven. Dragon Quest Six was Dream World. Dream World. Oh, whatever. yeah. It was those multi. It was, was that multi-dimensional say, concept that's very popular on the SNES. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like just, for a moment there, I thought you were talking about the Dragon Quest Seven, which was also incredibly confusing at times. And yeah. Did a much better job of helping you through it. In, in retrospect, uh, the heartbeat era of Dragon Quest is probably the low point. Yeah, 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 and I think after going through, yeah, it just, it was tough. I did beat six. I forced myself to beat six. I had to It's, it's not 800 myself. hours long, which helps. Yeah, no. Seven, on the other hand. Mm. I, I but, like seven, but I don't love seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, if you're going to play it, you can get the you can get on your DS, and that's that's a fine as way as any to play, because that's high played it. I played four, five, and six on the DS. So. Those are great versions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're on a Dragon Quest binge fest, I recommend the DS for those three games. Although I'd, I would actually recommend, I think, the mobile version of Dragon Quest IV, which uses the DS version as a template, but actually translates all of the party chat. Oh, which there the you original go. US release did not do. Lame. Which was a shame. It cut down the it cut down the script by like ten megabytes. So. Yeah. Oh. There was a lot of party chat. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Next one. 
do I need to play East 1 to 6 before I play 7? What is the story like? Ah. Oh. Different installments, more power to even they can't quite keep track of it most of the time. Well, I mean, they don't all sh they don't go in order. I think they go like one, two, uh, one, two, four, three, five, uh, five, six, eight, seven. I know Something that like eight that. is yeah. somewhere in between two of the earlier ones. Yeah, eight I mean, is eight is before seven. Yeah, it is before mm -hmm. seven after six. Every time they announce a new East game, the first thing they mention is where it fits into the chronology. It's important. <laughs> and it's certainly not linear. Not, well, not the whole, so much. The whole conceit is that it's like, you know, it's just Adol, like, you know, this this is almost like someone reading Adol's adventures later on after he's written them, so it kind of, they can be out of order. My favorite thing about it, really, is just the idea that, like, there is a set amount of time that Adol is alive. He dies in, like, his 60s, and that's when his journal is sort of published. But then, like, but... I don't think he has really breached past 20 by the time that, like, mm -mm. 7 is done. <laughs> we will all, like, there will be, there, we will have gone into the furthest reaches of the galaxy before we reach a point where East has to start worrying about the fact that Adol is running out of time to have adventures <laughs> without violating the canon. Certainly <laughs> by violating the law of averages saying that he really should be dead by now. Oh, he should, but we know when he has to die, so he can't be dead. <laughs> For a game with such a uh, often simple plots, East cares a lot about them. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I can't help it; I love them anyway. Maybe they'll, maybe the, maybe that new project they're announcing will turn out to be finally a, a five remake that makes it not trash. Oh, yes, or... please. <laughs> Five, five is not so good. We yeah. need to have a year of ease on the CRPG club. <laughs> I'd even Boy. actually be able to finish it. Just, I'm just backing up on the years here. I just really appreciate the idea by virtue of the fact that, like, oh, you should actually intermingle that with the Trails years. Yeah, because it'd just be a Falcom year. Because the thing is, you get the break that is just East 1, because it's like four hours long. Mm-hmm. Well, you could also... Uh, my, um, uh, you could put in some Zvi games there too, some nice little short action RPGs. Break that's, everything up. That's what I try to do at CRPG Club. Like in between the Witcher games, we have like Half Minute Hero and Sacred, which yeah. are faster action type of games. Um, you know, Just for the most part. Gotta do Year XYZ, Zana do East and Zvi. I love Ooh. it. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a winner. I'm stealing that idea. <laughs> oh, uh, and then at the end, Wheels has to play uh, Dragon Slayer Family. Oh, uh, no. Okay, moving on to the next question. I'm glad you remember what that is. Uh, <laughs> I hear you're a Halo fan. How excited are you for Halo Reach? <laughs> I'd like to, again, go back to the... Uh, to the sidebar where it says that we also can't wait for Halo Reach and Halo Reach multiplayer, treating them as separate video games. <laughs> They kind of are. <laughs> They're not separate video games. You buy them at once, you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they aren't separate mm -hmm. video games. I hear what you're saying, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I remember watching Wheels, like, retweet the frickin' Destiny Countdown Twitter, which started 
well over a year before Destiny 1 came out. That's true. What of it? It's just like, the, the, it, it's not actually possible to measure Wheels' Bungie fandom at a certain period in his life in ways that, like, <laughs> numbers were meant to be capable of describing. Listen. Listen. Marathon was really good. And so every game and they released deserves the excitement. And you needed to cling on to that because you had to pretend that Mac Gaming was going somewhere. You take that back, sir. <laughs> it went somewhere. Right right into the garbage bin. <laughs> oh god. Uh, you had two options. When you had two options when Halo became an Xbox game, go straight for an Xbox or like uh, square off Bungie forever. Yeah. Dark days. All right. Uh, All right, here let's let's just burn through this last one real quick. After seeing the Blue Dragon Awakened Shadow review on the site, I don't exactly have any interest to go back and play the original Blue Dragon games. Am I wrong in this? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. There's no. like this period where people wanted to believe that like Mistwalker was going to make something that was as good as, you know, things like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest, and they never really had enough time to iron out the kinks and make something that was an enduring like br- legacy. Lost Odyssey was... Lost Odyssey is a good game, but I mean, it's, it's again, not really an enduring legacy. See also less story. True. They're cult classics, basically. They aren't the uh, world beaters that people expected out of the creator of Final Fantasy. Very true. Yeah, remember, they kept they kept beating Blue Dragon's corpse a lot longer than the other ones. Like, they kept making yeah. them, and I... It was baffling. Remember Blue Dragon Plus? Unfortunately. Like, like, it was one of the few JRPG series that Microsoft had complete access to. They were going to try and push it as long as they could. But the thing that was weird about it was that they didn't... It wasn't Microsoft beating its corpse. It was, like, whoever else had some sort of stake in it, because it was always DS games. Like, there's Blue Dragon Plus, there's Blue Dragon Awakened Shadow, and there's, like, I think at least one mobile game, and it's just like, why... There was someone convinced that they that they had Sakaguchi and they had Toriyama, and like between those two, they were going to make a franchise, no matter how many failures it caused. Ah, <laughs> oh, hell yeah! Released in North America by UTV Ignition. Remember those guys? Oh, not another Ignition one. Oh. <laughs> what a time to be alive! Uh, I think we've had a UTV Ignition discussion not that long ago, so we won't yeah. do that again. I right. think I was there for it, too. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> was it? I rambled about was it? pain for like five minutes. Oh, God. How did we make it to episode 100? <laughs> <laughs> I think fearful-headedness. There was a period where we did not do these as frequently as we do them now. That's true. I don't know what happened. Oh, wait, Gaijin had an actual schedule, so we suddenly had a reason to record at a specific time. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you were, you were <laughs> it, like... Did it help? Yes. It you were like, I can record this day every week, and it's like, okay. Like, that that was the thing for, like, you know, every episode before Gaijin was, like, this period of, uh, like, any both of us could make a lot of days work, which meant that we never agreed on what days. It's true. <laughs> oh, boy, choice paralysis. Yes. It's fantastic. Also, occasionally uh, we would try to, like, Wheels would have, like, a life event and start, like, 
we would try to record a bunch of episodes at once, and then Wheels would just post all of them within two days. This, this is a true story. <laughs> I have no idea why you kept doing um, In my defense, I got nothing. <laughs> it's like, it's edited, it's done! I could just post it. It'll be there. <laughs> People uh, can download it whenever. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> you haven't heard it, it's new to you. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> made choices with our lives. Uh, I think we've got other things that we had wanted to... Other, yeah. other columns that we had wanted to take a perusal of. Yeah, I'm just going to jump into this recent question real quick. Uh-huh. From... Platy M3, staff member. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon TCG was hands down my favorite Game Boy Color game. I know there's the game online app, but do you envision another console TCG game ever? Uh, no. Not not for Pokemon now. Like no. I think that uh, that Watsy will probably license at least a few more Magic the Gathering games at some stage in the future, but I don't think we'll see a Pokemon TCG game. Nintendo kind of holds that one at arm's length now. Even though they actually control it more than they did in the West and uh, back in the day. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, AI when it comes to card games because they stink. It's really hard to make. You can't make a generic card game AI. It has to be built around the the card game itself. And that's a lot of work for not a lot of reward. (laughs) I don't know. Just make it good. Make something that I, it actually requires a challenge. I mean, a lot of times they do that by like really blatantly cheating, but I'm okay. Oh, I'm okay with this. Okay, that, well, that reminds me of like this thing that I saw because I I love looking up really bad old games, as everyone involved at this point probably knows. So I was looking at like this ancient like back when Konami first got hold of like oh man, there's a new card game manga. It's time to make games, so they start making Yu-Gi-Oh games on the PS One. And someone hacked it just to see what the computer, what the AI's cards were. And when they did that, it became very clear that when the AI sees problems with its hand, it just changes its card into a different card. <laughs> oh, <dear>. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it cheats more than usual. It's not just that it can see your cards. It's... It can see your cards, and if it doesn't have a counter, it changes its hand to have one. So, you know. Well, game aimed at children. Impossible. Uh, oh, man. Uh, pause uh, in the Twitch chat has shared a UTV ignition story. Oh, I meant this. Apparently they fired her PR agency. Wow. And Rude. then they... And then they fired the guy who fired everyone, who was apparently Shane Bettenhausen. So there you go. Wow! <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Oh, man. There's a, there's a lot to unpack in that story. Yeah. I remember he had worked at Ignition for a while there. I had not known how that tenure ended. ended. Yeah. I just know he works at Sony now. I actually met him at uh, one of the PAX East. I don't, it was either the first one or the second one. Certainly, I wasn't there it when you was. Know. It was the one that El Shaddai was at. Uh, would have had to have been like 2012. Yeah, that would have been pretty late in the ignition timeline. Yeah, that's that? kind of their hail mary pass before they died. Yeah. 
It was pretty funny because he, he was given like prizes to people who got like got some hard to get item in the demo, which Were I got. Any of them, which any I of them blue? no, I, I actually don't know because I was there at the end of the day and he had run out of prizes. Was it designer jeans? It may have been. I'm just in the game with a jeans <laughs> advertisement. That's what you hand out. I'm just gonna roll with that. Yes, it was designer jeans. <laughs> And I wear them to this day underneath my angel armor. Oh, what a weird game. Yeah. <laughs> what a very pretty but very boring game. You, you take that back, sir. <laughs> I have been saying it for years and you will not stop me now. Uh, how many children have you stopped in this card game? Um, Many. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I just looked at the chat at the video again, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Wheels is yeah. playing a, a card well, game aimed at ten-year-olds. He's probably well, destroying a child." Well, you see, <laughs> see, lots, lots of people like to play with all their shiny GXs and EXs, and I have this nice little card that says, "Oh, this this Pokemon can't be damaged by GXs and EXs." Wow, and it's it's, it's it's just it's it's fun, it's fun. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some of us are hunting monsters instead. Just saying. I'm boring you. Is that it? <laughs> just, just saying. I'm, some people out there might be hunting monsters right now. Like, that sounds super exciting. All right, well, let's keep moving before this happens again. Do you envision a standalone handheld? Soon, but, uh. Uh, did you have any classic Q and A questions you wanted to do before you go? I uh, know. I, I mean, I self-reference stuff I've since used like eight years ago at times. Okay. So, I, like in any given episode. So just yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be confined to this episode for you. So yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the other questions here: Do you envision a standalone handheld gaming console ever again, or is it all mobile console or console handheld hybrid from now on? I suspect that that we will not be seeing dedicated handhelds from basically anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine the same, but then, yeah, I don't know. You're just hoping for a de dedicated entry and Odyssey player. I, I, I just want to. I know that's all we need. It's just it's just a system dedicated for future entry and Odysseys done right. Yeah, there is a yes. part of me that would love if someone like took a hail mary and did like a Wonder Swan where they actually went low cost on a handheld. Mm. If they could actually make something for like a hundred bucks, I feel like I feel like that's probably my biggest concern about going to you know hybrids like the Switch or whatnot. Is as you know, Switch is great. I love it. It's awesome. But with my DS, we got such a rich uh, array of of good RPGs that you're not you know the types of RPGs you're just not going to see on higher end systems like the PlayStation stuff because in order to make those graphics and the such anywhere you know, uh, comparable to the market for PlayStation 4 games, they'd have to invest a lot more money, and that's not the size of audience, you know, that they think they're going to get for those RPGs. Whereas on the 3DS, the investment was what's much smaller. We kind of see that with Monster Hunter, in a way, with Monster Hunter uh, World having much richer graphics than prior handheld injuries, but at the cost at a crap ton of monsters. It only has, you know, two dozen or so compared to, you know, something like, you know, Monster Hunter 4, which was close to 100. So there's trade-offs. You know, and so I'm going to be, you know, so we're going to see, uh, you know, I feel like on the Switch, we're probably not going to get the quantity 
of of those let's say b rate nothing wrong with b rate it's not c it's not d but you know maybe those double a's are single a titles uh, on the other hand the, the switch has a much the switch has a much broader like audience well no, i'm not even saying audience it has a much broader like sense of i guess the way i would put it is when people pick up a Switch game, they don't expect it to always be high budget, and that's why a lot of indies have also found success for, there, where they don't on things like PS4 and Xbox. Mm-hmm. So it's like there, the Switch has been shown to be able to do more than people expect out of it, but at the same time, it's also been shown that people don't necessarily expect all games to do that, which is much. It's cultivated a different uh, image about what games on Switch have to be, which is a little broader than other consoles. So I think that those kinds of B-rate games will still find a home there because that is a place that they can have one. I mean, I, I hope so. Like, I get a little, like, with, with um, yeah, I felt like with the, some of the Shin Megami Tensei games or whatnot, they were just kind of popping out on the 3DS, no problem. Then we get the announcement for Shin Megami Tensei 5 on the Switch, and we're waiting and waiting. And it's not apples, apples, maybe, you know, but I'm wondering if it's just taking so much longer because they realize on the Switch now they can't get away with the low-res graphics and the still graphics that they were doing on the 3DS version, that they really have to make this, you know, a much bigger production. If that's the pressure, that I wonder if we're going to get the same selection. I'm not sure, but by virtue of the fact that, like, one of the reasons that they're doing SMT5 the way they are is that apparently it's going to be using... it. They're probably just going to be using a lot of the demons that they made in Persona 5 and are now HD and of the right spec. So, Yeah, I mean, going back to the discussion on Gust earlier in the evening or afternoon, wherever it is, um, the Megaton games do a lot of the same thing with just recycling as much as possible from a previous game if it managed. Yeah, yeah so that's true. I, I would not be nearly as concerned with Atlas trying to update something or... Okay. Um, or trying to create something completely right. new to switch if they can at all manage to import something from a different HD version. But anyway, I'm out of here. Have fun, guys. All right. We'll survive, I believe. Uh, are, are we doing this next week on Christmas? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, Eve. I don't think oh, so. Oh, heavens, I just realized next week it yeah. will be Christmas Eve. Yeah, let's uh taking a week off. Possibly too, depending on if oh, people have New Year's Eve plans. <laughs> because I will be out of town for almost an entire week around New Year's because I go to visit the in-laws. Funny yeah. how that works. And New Year's yeah. Eve is my birthday, so. Happy birthday to Happy you! Happy birthday! Thank you. Oh, by the wheels, have you gotten a package in the mail yet? Not just yet. Expect it in the next day or two. Let me know when it shows up. All right, you should be getting one in the near future as well. Cool, cool. However, um, I have a much better faith in stuff that goes from Japan to America than the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. You're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can usually time the stuff I send you to like seven to eight days, almost exact, which means literally the next 24 hours for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I shall let you stop. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. See ya. See ya. Okay. I don't know why I'm making a Superman flying pose. Let's get moving. All right. Got some more old questions. Classic questions. Classic questions from someone HD on rematch. this from someone on this show.
We oh, are goodness. HD remastering these questions. I was stunned when I saw that Atelier Totori, I probably butchered that name, but that's fine. Plus, The Adventures Less of than you usually do. Ireland was the top-selling video game in the PSN in March. I'm pleased to see one of my recent favorite games selling well, but I'm not sure if it topping the chart is a good thing or a bad thing. If the sale numbers are really good, and maybe we'll encourage some companies to localize JRPGs with Vita. On the other hand, could it be a sign that software sales on the Vita are so bad that a niche RPG could outsell mainstream titles like MLB The Show? I know it is total speculation because there are no hard numbers to go with the rankings, but what do you think? I think you were totally spot on. It's what I think. <laughs> that, that second part. Yeah. Right out of the park. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> if Totary is outselling MLB the show, you know who has bought the Vita. Yep. Oh, man. I'm, I'm looking at Wheels' playlist again. Oh, God. Well, okay, let's see what we got. We gotta, we gotta Space the Jam Oh, I mean, the, the crazy thing about that Totary thing was that Koi Tecmo, that, that was the one they stealth released on the PSN. Like, there was no PR, no one knew it was coming. <laughs> it just that. showed up one Tuesday. It was just out. So like, there was here. all that speculation. Like, was this, like, you know, like a, a, a contract thing? They, they were acquired, put it out. They, <laughs> yeah, like, did they want it to die? Did somebody <laughs> click a button by accident? Uh, yeah, I mean... I'm looking at when this was sent. This is May of 2012. The Vita had been out for two months, and the writing was kind of already on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Oh. That's a little sad to think about, actually. Yeah. But hey, what, what wheels can't wait for? East Origin, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, East 4 Vita, Persona 4 Vita, Gravity Rush. It's funny that I put... Um... East Origin on there, considering I'd already been playing in Japanese for a while. Yeah, I'm not sure what you point. couldn't wait for at that point. Uh, I, I can't wait to be able to read East Origin. <laughs> uh, what else? Okay, let's take a look at these hot topics real quick. They're really good. Does the success of XCOM indicate main indicate mainstream turn-based games are still possible? Um, no. But, but, but Dexcop did kind of well, didn't? I mean, they made a it, sequel it did well, and stuff. But I mean, it didn't. It didn't cause like a huge sea change yeah. for the face. Mario Rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. Mar- yeah. You're not seeing this massive. I mean, it kind of comes down to there's just so much push for these AAA. You know, moving everything to AAA and a push for like role playing games to morph into more like action, broad appeal you know, games that tactical RPGs are still kind of a niche and we do get these bright rays of sun sunshine like XCOM and Mario and Rabbits here and there. And we get some pretty good, you know, uh, efforts from the smaller companies. Uh and the best efforts of all, of course, from Goldbox. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not seeing this this world sweeping motion to to go back to tactical RPGs. I think things like XCOM mostly prove the stability of the niche, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, I also... In, like my One of my favorite things about this hot topic is uh, what do you think of the setting change for the next Tales game? And I could not tell you which one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it could be any. Like, was it Zestiria? Was that announced by that point? Uh, I want to say that one's more like 2014. 
that's that's great. It's like looking at this and like what the heck? that's always a great thing about looking at like an old uh, an old statement that doesn't have context. It's like what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> oh, Zestiria was like four years away, three years away. There's no way that that was what it was talking uh, about. Tales of Hearts R, maybe? No, because that's or not no. a setting change. Will and Hearts R wasn't announced at the time either. Will Dragon Quest Seven 3DS come to the West? Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. One day. <laughs> a very long time. Keep waiting for it. Will Fire Emblem Awakening success lead to another console title? Eventually. <laughs> Get ready for three houses in 2019, seven years after this. Oh, man. What a time. Uh. It's it's kind of interesting. I mean, is, does that look... Does, I mean, from what you guys saw in the previews and stuff, is it still a, a turn-based Well, three houses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's just old-school Fire Emblem, but now you can wander around your castle more. Okay. Well, and then the other thing is it like, oh, which is the one? Is it Langrisser, the one that had the? Uh, there's troops on the field now that the uh, the characters are commanding, and that that's the part we don't know with the next Fire Emblem whether that's just like dressing or if that actually matters. Yeah. yeah. Which is the tactical RPG? I can't remember the name of it. Where you you had commanders that would command actual troops, and then they would fight one another. There's a lot of answers. No, no. I mean, you were on. I thought you were on a backtrack about it, Wheels. It's uh, going to turn out to be Dragon Force. Which one are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Dragon Force. Warsong. Yes. Oh, Dragon, Dragon Force. Force. Okay. Warsong is also Langris here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing out words that sound familiar from Backtrack. I, I, say that, War... I did actually play those series. They played Shining Force. I want to say War Song is Langrisir 2. It might be Langrisir 1. Oh man, here's another good one. Will Earthbound ever see an official release again, or will its eBay price continue to rise? Both. Yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Earthbound fans are crazy, and we should have always known that it was not going to ever go down in price, regardless of how available it became. That, that was a time when we still thought, like, oh, if they put it out digitally, that will actually st- stop the rising prices on eBay. Nope. Hell no. How little do nope. we know. <laughs> what a time oh to be alive. Oh, boy. What a time. This is just terrifying to look at. All right, last one. Uh, now, now, that Thief, now that Thief 4 has been revealed, what do you want to see out of the game? A different game. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, that's, that's harsh. It wasn't that bad. Gauntlet Throne. I mean, it's probably no worse than Thief 3. I don't know. It's uh, It was worse than Thief, Thief, Thief 3, for sure. Harsh. Oh boy! All right. What How were some... do you feel about Deadly Shadows? Yeah, it's pretty good. What were some of the other questions here? So Atlas announced Wednesday that the first printing of Shimagasa Tensei Four will include a strategy and design book as well as a music collection collection to help offset the controversy. Con- contra- I can't talk. Controversially high forty nine ninety nine price. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Forty nine ninety nine for my. <laughs> 80-hour RPG. <laughs> yeah, little did I know. <laughs> do you think that the $50 price tag is Atlas testing waters for higher prices in the future for localized games? Do you think this collection was the plan for the $50 price in the first place and the price will drop, etc.? 
I should have just waited for all the dancing games where they were going to have, where they were going to be, you know, a hundred bucks. hundred, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I don't quite understand the controversy here. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the, 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 the price that you pay for any goods or services in America is just based on what people are willing to pay. And it seems logical to me that you might be willing to pay just a little bit more for a deep epic RPG as opposed to a dance game or some of these other DS games that are out there for 30, 40 bucks that you'll spend, you know, 20 or even 10 hours on and you'll be done with them. I, I, I totally agree. Like, I have no problem. I wish there was more variance in the prices of games so it was easier for companies to have like, oh, this is kind of a smaller game here. It's 15, yeah, 20 yeah. bucks and not carry that kind of stigma that it has and hey if the game is really huge and it's kind of appealing to a niche audience if they want to charge 75 bucks well that's fine yeah. i mean yeah. whatever will ma- whatever will make you ready to make more of them later yeah and, and there is there is definitely some games that i feel are just good for 10 or 20 hours and then i'm done with them and and sometimes they want to go on longer than that. I think the gameplay only supports ten or twenty hours, and I wish they were only ten or twenty bucks, and they were only ten or twenty hours, and I would have been very happy. So that's mm-hmm. and when I write my own reviews on my own blog when I'm bored, uh, I actually rate games on whether or not they were entertaining for their entire length, which means it's a detriment if they're an eight-hour game, but their gameplay is only ten hours. They'll get a good rating if it was fun for the towers and it finished up with a satisfying ending. You know, because my time is valuable. But with something like Shin Megami Tensei, they are generally beefy enough. They have a deep enough story, character development, and of course a deep combat, demon-fusing system, and everything else to actually carry you through uh, for that entire time. And when you have systems that are that deep, I think you pay a little bit more for those. It's just me. Maybe I was just weird as a kid. I don't ever remember as a kid like really being that hung up on how long games were. Even even when I you know even when money was a premium and I didn't get lots of games it never bothered me the idea that oh this game's only like ten or fifteen hours long if it was really good I'd play it over and over again right right the question is how valuable how how deep is the gameplay or how much do you enjoy the gameplay do you want to go back and play it again um, or do you want to play it for hours you know whatever like I can play a shorter game but if I play it like Pac Man. You know, that only mm-hmm. takes five minutes to play a game, but I'll play that darn thing over and I'll go back to it over and over the years. I've gone back to Pac-Man. It's definitely, you know, worth every dollar I paid for every iteration of that game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think we all feel this, most of us feel the same way about like Mario or something like that. But yeah, it's I'm with you. I don't care how long the game is. I don't know why it's a huge point, because like I said, there's plenty of games out there like 80 hours of gameplay, epic RPG. And you get into it and the combat system is so boring. Attack, attack, heal, attack, attack, heal with two-dimensional characters that you don't get a flying farfanug in about 10 hours later you're like you know what i gave it an honest shot it's going into the bin you know mm-hmm. just yeah <sighs> but i got so much value for my oh no 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 I yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <Right away. laughs> that used to be kind of, i mean i can understand why that was a little bit of consideration i remember buying final fantasy 6 well, it was three back then and paying a big premium for that game. I think That's it was like, like $90. Yeah, and that was back when I was making 4 bucks an hour at Taco Bell. Welcome to the border. Can I take your order? It was... It sounds you know, suspiciously like that it's burned into your memory for all time. I know, right? Would you like to try one of our Choco Tacos tonight? Ew! <laughs> oh. oh, God. Excuse <laughs> me. 
Uh, Choco tacos are totally a thing. Go Google it up. Oh, uh, I've seen God. them. I just wouldn't want to eat such a thing. Oh, they're they're um, oh. they're different. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're original. The choices were choices were made. And uh, can okay, they, can no, they be I'm unmade? Is this, that possible? <laughs> I could I could make this pretty disgusting, but okay. Um, so. <laughs> What are we talking? Oh, Ugh. Final Fantasy VI. Uh, but I, I doubt with that one, uh, I remember so spending so much money on it. I mean, relative to what I was making, I swear it was a whole week's paycheck after taxes. But just absolutely adoring. But that's back in the day where, ga- you know, relative to what I was making, you know, the, yeah, the games could be expensive. And to, to your earlier points, it would have been nice if, like, if it's a 10-hour, 15-hour, you know, quicker experience that it would be, you know, less money that'd be much more open to it than a $60 experience I, you know, when I played Final Fantasy 6 that became like my $60, $90, whatever it was but that was that became my high bar for what I looked for in a game that I was going to pay full price for um, and it was totally worth it I, yeah, we'll talk about that later on a different different podcast, different show <laughs> no time, no space Yeah, but back in the day I could kind of understand it but even back then you know what you could even if you just waited if you weren't so big on getting games new if you were broke you could find plenty of games at yard sales and stuff and and even the even the poor kids eventually had a collection of games that they never really got all the way through and that's when the story of backlog started and, and at that point it really was less and less important how many hours of gameplay something brought to the table because you had so much other stuff to go back to and in fact it's now a detriment <laughs> now i'm just remembering all the uh bad ps1 games i had that i just I remember playing for like ten minutes and being like, "Man, even at even at the seven dollars I got this for, this sucks real bad." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ignosis, for whatever. I don't know what that is, and I don't think I want to know what that is. It was a bad first-person game, and I wandered around in oh. ugly warping textures for about ten minutes, and was like, "Nope, I'm done with ever playing this ever again." <laughs> nice. And I did. <laughs> I don't know what became of it. Ideally, it faded into the ether. Uh, here's a good question. I just picked up a 3DS this week to play the expanding collection of RPGs on it. Oh boy. But <laughs> good I, luck with that. But I've been disappointed with the selection of RPGs on the Virtual Console, which hasn't improved much. I was looking no, at nope. It never changed. They no. gave up on the Virtual Console on 3DS in like a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, where was I? I was looking forward to checking out uh, the old Fire Emblem games and struck out on the 3DS e- E3DS shop, so are there any old RPGs I missed that are worth picking up? Sort of hope, baby. Well, I've got good news. All those are on the Japanese 3DS <laughs> Virtual Console. They, they came to the Wii U Virtual Console, but that didn't really help on the 3DS. Yeah. I'm still just going to keep making sort of hopes. Sort of hope jokes. <laughs> and and now the virtual console is dead, and yeah. and we won't ever see that glorious age again. I'll probably just keep adding to the subscription service. There's enough data in the Switch's firmware about uh, frickin' SNES games that those seem inevitable at the very least. Are, are we going to start getting SNES games on that? Because all it's on there is NES. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, there's data in the firmware that implies SNES ah. games are coming. Okay, cool. Also, I'm looking at this, uh, at uh, what Wheels was listening to again. Oh, it's, oh, I can't believe it. It's Green Day again. 
Shocking. <laughs> you, do you want to know the horrifying truth? Well, I probably didn't even like bother trying to edit this for months at a time. <laughs> oh, uh, I believe that. But hey, here's some less than Jake. That's a, that's good. Yeah. Castlevania soundtracks. That's good. What I can't wait for East Vita. That is like that is the same game as East Four Vita. Or were you thinking that there was going to be another one? I don't know. I think the East Eight, like East Eight, came out on Vita like five years later. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's see, Soul Hackers, Rune Factory Four, Lords of Shadow Two. Oh, the game, the other Tales game you must have been talking about was like Exilia. I guess. Oh. On this, uh, what I can't wait for is Tales of Exilia. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, uh, that game was a. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, just, just just was enjoying uh, looking at that. Sorry, Tales fans. It's hard to resist. I haven't trolled you in ages. Don't worry. Ves- uh, Vesperia Remaster comes soon, and I'm sure that you will have a lot of chances. Oh yes, that's right. I'm gonna be pl- I'm gonna be playing antagonize it. Antagonize them every single week. I'm gonna be playing it on my Xbox One and ignoring a certain um, pirate character. I can't believe that you won't be playing it on Switch, where you might actually theoretically finish it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have I kind of have a massive switch backlog somehow even though it's it's, had well, it's always with you but you're just playing the same two games <laughs> Monster Hunter Pokemon um those are the two got a lot of, got Hi- a lot of games Hyrule there, Warriors Hyrule. oh my gosh oh, f- it's so much fun it's true uh Will Dango down. Uh, I appreciate you listing Barrett using his gun arm as a baseball pitcher. <laughs> uh, what question is that from? Uh, this is RPG pitching rotation. Sweet. <laughs> I can't think of any good questions at all. <coughs> so another uh, characters as request this time. Your selection of five non-Sonic or Mario RPG characters you'd have as a baseball pitcher. Tweeted at you by at uh, Severin Mera, aka Boss Man. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> but hey, well, missing, hey, missing image, missing image. <laughs> well, one of them, like you know, you say it's Waka. I presume there's, a, there's there was once a Waka image there. There's only one missing image here. Just want to point out that I didn't bother to make the effort to download these images, upload them to our server, instead of just like Heck, a wherever lot of I found them. Art probably is on the server, so it just... Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, made some choices, but hey, Robo. <laughs> you were pretty thin on the ground for questions this week. <laughs> it's just, it's just Joshua and <laughs> pitching <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, you know. Ugh... Uh... What a time to be. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm pulling up another, my other tab here. Okay. What okay. are you doing? Okay. All right, that's a copy of the first tab because clearly I was click happy on some of these links. <laughs> <laughs> Making good choices. Making damn good times, as they say. Hey, Wheels, you are you 
always are asking for questions, so I thought I would comply with your kind request. I've been playing games since the mid-80s, but I've only really gotten to RPGs since picking up a PSP five years ago, which is a long way of explaining I may be asking a stupid question. Huh. Is there a formal difference between tactical RP... Oh, God. What 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 on earth did I answer to this? <laughs> is, there for, is there a formal difference between tactical RPGs and strategy RPGs? At first, no. I always thought tactical RPGs referred specifically to the grid-based derivatives of Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactic Ogres and strategy RPGs were turn and semi-turn-based games where the battle system goes beyond simple attack, magic, and defend, like Resonance of Fate, or even... Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. However, it seems that most people use the two terms interchangeably, and I'm just weird for seeing a distinction where there isn't one. You are not weird, okay? <laughs> because I'm not weird, and I do that. So for me, tactical RPGs... Too late, you're weird. You're both <laughs> no, weird. Totally not weird. Uh, everybody else in this entire planet is weird. I'm the normal one. Yeah, so for me, tactical RPGs are entirely turn-based affairs like the ever-so-famous Gold Box series games or Final Fantasy <laughs> Tactics. Uh, but games like Baldur's Gate play feel, to me, it's more strategy because it reminds me of strategy, uh, real-time strategy games, more or less. So I count. So I have a huge spreadsheet because my backlog is without spreadsheet, I couldn't manage it. Uh, and I classify those those types of games with pause and play, strategic combat as SRPG. So you're 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 normal. It's totally fine. I will Sorry. say I understand it now because when you start writing about it and you've got like a fifteen hundred word review and you just get tired of saying <laughs> strategy RPG over and over again. <laughs> you're just so like I'm just gonna put tactics. <laughs> I'm so sick of typing this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They'll know what I mean. I can't call them florps, okay? just one of those we've only got two words for this unfortunately so yeah i'm, I'm tired of using the one i'm going to use the other <laughs> i went to the dang thesaurus and there's two of them and i'm using my second option i wonder if i ever did that in a disguise review because those things required so many words oh <laughs> so many words Uh, okay, let's see here. Also, are there some fundamental games of tactical strategy RPG genre that I have to play but missed out on years ago? I finished the remake of Tactics Ogre for the PSP. Well, then you're the good. Uh, then you were good. Together. Yeah, I was good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have Final Fantasy Tactics in my backlog, but oh. there's some others I missed out on. <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> if you're going to start with one... Uh, it's pretty like good. The only... did, did he say this is limited to con like certain consoles or no? No, I didn't. <laughs> of course not. Uh, oh yeah, well that just opens up all kinds of possibilities, doesn't it? Yep. Um, yeah, boy, so many. I hmm. still need to play the Shining Force games. I've got them now. You do yeah, they're real good. Shining Force are awesome. Yeah, yeah like I'll, I'll still argue against Wheels that the best. Genesis slash Mega Drive RPG is in fact Fantasy Star Four and not Shining Force Two. It's but not, I mean, it's a, it's a discussion to have. It's not you're wrong, but they're close enough that it's okay that you're wrong. <laughs> See, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, one of the one of the weird ones I like to plug if someone's like focused on play, PlayStation consoles, where there's not there are some, uh, not a huge metric ton. Uh, especially if you want to discount, you know, Disgaea and any kind of derivative thereof, because they're a little bit, they're they're kind of like their own 
gig. The um, uh, Dynasty Tactics 2, which merges two oh, of man. my favorite thing, th- two things, Dynasty Warriors and Tactical RPGs. And, <laughs> and you wouldn't think that this would end well, because because Dynasty tend to be mediocre at best and we have shoot-offs of them well it can only go downhill for the most part but dynasty tactics actually intrigued me for for the uh, dozen or two hours i spent with it i actually want to go back to it at some point because you'll have basically your icons on the map representing different armies led by you know cow cow choo whatever his name is and fru-fru or whatever <laughs> lubu bay whatever and and you'll say how many troops he has. When he attacks another soldier next to him, you'll trade. You know, you'll each hack off a thousand troops. No big deal there. But you've got special moves, and these special moves will oftentimes reposition the enemy unit, maybe pushing them back a few spaces. What's interesting is if you push them back a few spaces, and it puts them in range of another unit with a similar special attack queued up they'll automatically activate that special attack. And if you put these three, four, five, six turns ahead, if you think ahead like a chess game, you could actually have an enemy army that's knocked from one of your guys to another one of your guys to another one of your guys, completely obliterating him in one hit and giving you a, a huge advantage. And it really rewards thinking out your turns and and keeping in mind what the special abilities of your different armies are. It's very, actually, it's very deep and engaging uh, and surprising from a shoot-off of a Dynasty Warriors game, uh, you know. But uh, it's the second one in the series, because I didn't play the, the first one, so I couldn't comment on whether or not that one was done well or two. But Dynasty Tactics, out of left field. Why not? Give it a shot, if you can find it. Nice. Not going to find that in the PSN store. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Yep. Don't know why. I do I do appreciate the period in the mid-ops where Koei Tecmo was at the height of their freaking like they they've always had a three kingdoms mania but like they were they had hit like this perfect zen like period where you had four different game concurrent franchises that had variously granular amounts of tactical gameplay for the freaking three kingdoms era you had romance of the three kingdoms which was this giant simulation like no action to, to speak of then you had like Dynasty Tactics, which was this kind of like, oh, you know, it's it's you know, it's tactical battles, but you know, you aren't managing the entire kingdom as much. Then you had Dynasty Warriors Empires, which was like, oh, well, you still do the Dynasty Warriors gameplay, but you do these things where you have to like actually manage the battle. And then you had Dynasty Warriors, which is just run around and kill them all. Did you did you mention Kessen? Kessen was Kessen was not. Three Kingdoms. Kessen was uh, Warring States Japan, so it was different. Uh, but they yeah. did at the kind same of... time. In well, within eyeshot of each other, they had Samurai Warriors, Samurai Warriors Empires, and uh, Kessen. So, and, and I will say that you know you don't really see quite as many of the shootoffs uh, as before, but um, I have still been a fan uh, through PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four. Holy shiz balls! I mean, not only are they still continuing to spew off Dynasty Warriors and Dynasty Empire, Dynasty Warriors Empires games, uh, you know, uh, Samurai uh, Chronicles, uh, Warriors Orochi for some reason, Warriors Orochi Four, which I love. Um, you know, they keep doing all these, but then of course they have all their partnerships they're doing with with the IPs like Dragon 
uh, Dragon Warrior heroes and Hyrule Warriors and as such, which a lot of them are done really well. Like, I really enjoy Hyrule Warriors. I, I thought it was just going to be them just kind of cashing in the license and, and just kind of replicating what they've done. <coughs> it's actually a very compelling experience on its own and, and arguably, in my opinion, the best uh, Musou game out there. I just enjoy the heck out of that one. All of that said, I will never forgive them for not for calling it Dragon Quest Heroes instead of Dragon Quest Warriors. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can do that. <laughs> that should have been the name. Yeah, I can't argue with that, Chief. Uh, and and then like it also means that every time I bring up Dragon Quest Heroes, I have to clarify that I mean Rocket Slime. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Ah, uh, good old Rocket Slime. I did enjoy those games, but once I, once you're done with the Dragon Quest Heroes stories, I felt like I was done. Like whereas with Hyrule Warriors, because of their adventure mode and the the kind of the grind to go up in different weapons and unlock outfits and the such, I, I find that a more compelling post game experience. That and you can unlock a gigantic fairy that uses Link as a weapon instead of the opposite way around. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> Just wax him with Link in a jar. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. Link's okay inside that jar. Just turn around for him capturing all those fairies. No bigs. <laughs> That'll teach him. Oh, man. I love playing Ganon, too. Such a badass. Hyrule Warriors is really good. Yeah. Just really go good. through just Ganon, Ganon just killing everything. Totally worth it worth the price price of purchase right there. The Ganondorf. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've got Lettuce playing together stuck in my head, so let's All not. Right. Next question. Dear Reels, why you like everything? From Nyx. <laughs> <laughs> Tennis is asshole. Why Charlie hate? I guess there was a point where I didn't hate things. Yeah, I mean, that's that's news to me. Yes. See, I said I hated Star Ocean 3. I hate most Diablo clones. I hate that Shining Force Neo has a Shining Force name attached to it. True. I hate mm. everything I've ever played that was developed by Idea Factory. Not no That long, hadn't changed? That is no longer true. Oh, really? Yes. What, what what did Idea Factory make that you didn't hate? Neptunia. Uh, excuse me. Something wow. Kind of oh, it's the super. It's just the one that's the freaking hyper tactics one. Hyper devotion noir. Yeah, hyper devotion noir. Development. That one you're that's talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's, developed. that's a tactics one. Not developed by, by Super Sting. Yes, developed by Super Sting. I thought that was the one that wasn't developed by Super Sting. No, it was. I don't think okay. they put slap that name on it, but it was... It's Super Sting in your heart. <laughs> I mean, it was a Sting and Idea Factory collaboration, so I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, I hate roguelikes with ASCII graphics. Yeah, I still do. They're the worst. Uh, I hate the Shining Force. Man, I should just send Wheels like a copy of Shining Force X, though. No, I've heard that one's better. It's still just Shining Force Neo. I've heard that one is just as bad. <laughs> mm. Everything uh, I've ever played that I hate. Sega about 
fifty percent of the time. Harsh. That's about accurate. Listen, they make Yakuza, so I love them forever. Right, but fifty uh, percent of the time. One so day, 50%. I will, One day, one day, I will force you to play all these dang Yakuza games. Probably. And it'll be glorious. <laughs> Judgment. Judgment's coming, I know. Judgment. Oh, no. <laughs> I think we were excited about that before we started recording. <laughs> no, we were. What is that? Is, is that like the uh, it's the lawyer one or something? Do I get? To yeah, play? you're a, you're a, you are a lawyer. There is punching. So you know. Okay, you're kind of selling two of my me on favorite this one thing, now. Two, two of my favorite things in the world. All right, you 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 got me now. There's go, a great scene. There's a great scene in the like freaking trailer where the dude's like riding around riding along on a skateboard and jumps off it and kicks a man okay it's... is it true that it's going to have a dub it is true uh, yes it is all right excuse me i gotta go to amazon for a second for unrelated reasons when's this coming out uh summer what's the actual title judgment <laughs> judgment just judgment just yeah, judgment. they changed it from judge eyes okay i guess i gotta throw more information in there we go. Currently unavailable. Oh, You've well, been now, owned. Well, now I'm going to forget about it. Oh, I will. Don't worry. You'll get to hear plenty. <laughs> oh. Oh, There's man. certain people on staff that are very excited for it. <laughs> I will remind you. There's a certain person that might be might make it his mission to bring it up literally every episode. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. What other questions were in this one? Hey, Wheels, are you playing Reckoning yet? If not, why not? It's time to get your Chakram on. Is that Kingdoms of Amalur? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I, I, did y'all play it? I did play it. A, a bit, yeah. I did not. I, I, I think I pretty much agree with the majority of viewers of, like, the, the gameplay is really cool and fun, but, but the story just doesn't compel me at all. It's just not a lot going on there, but I mean, if you just want to wander around and beat things up, it's good. Beat the shiz out stuff. Oh yeah, you feel really good doing that. Just don't don't look for the story to give you that motivation. The, the gameplay is pretty fun though. Chakram all the way, totally fun. Uh, see, Wales was enjoying it though because it was not uh, it was not a PS3 Bethesda game that was exploding on him every seven minutes. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> uh... I think we've had this discussion many times before. Why did you buy PS3 Skyrim? <laughs> uh, because I hated my Xbox 360 with a passion. Uh, well, apparently Bethesda hated you too. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and now just... That was their way of telling you to buy a, a gaming PC. I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, so that someone else could fix the bug. I still refuse to. <laughs> I have not played Skyrim on a PC. I now have it on Xbox One and Switch. So there you go. This is making me think. I'm in this like 2013 mindset, and so all I can think of is, I hate you, Batista. <laughs> I hate you too. <laughs> oh God. What a time! What a time! Uh, Q&A is passed. Did you want to hit up any others that were particularly significant to you, Wales? Uh, I think I grabbed some more. Oh. Now it comes out. 
grabbed something from year two. Let's see. A very good year. Fine vintage. <laughs> so we got some questions from a certain um, RPG Backtrack co-host. Oh, man. Must be minky. If you, probably a few of those. If you looked at my recent review, you might have noticed that it featured a hexagonal grid. Albert Odyssey 2 also has this, though it gets so many other things wrong that I refuse to acknowledge its presence. Sadly, the early Albert Odyssey games just aren't worth investigating. I know this won't be contradicted because no transla translations exist for them, and the dozens of the internet have thus not latched onto those games as the greatest games ever. It happens with just about everything made uh, available for the in undiscriminate undiscriminating internet hordes. I can't read, apparently. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Any thoughts on Albert Odysseys? <laughs> that's, that's getting deep into the woods there. <laughs> He's gonna put these, for me. He's going to put these links in the, in the... Oh, shoot, yeah. Hold on. So you can examine... You need to be able to inspect these. You can examine the sidebar. Yeah, that's important. I need to know what you were listening to. You know what? I should probably throw it in the Twitch chat, too, for... Any viewers? Any good times? Anyone? <laughs> anyone here for good times? Other worthwhile games on the Sega CD, my friends. Well, there's Snatcher, which commands very high prices on eBay. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> Due to Hideo Kojima's involvement and the Sega CD being the only legitimate English release of the game. There's Shining Force CD, which you can't play except on the system. Good news. Well, that, good news. That's just a pair of Game Gear games, and it isn't that good. There's the only English version of Potful Mail, which may have been made pretty tough by working designs, but is nevertheless a Falcom <laughs> title which hasn't seen much in interest since the mid '90s. Nice. What the hell happened to your playlist in 2011? Uh, hold on, we'll get there. Uh, Neist would be overjoyed if I found the Sega CD version of Dungeon Explorer. I say they is lousy, but not all agree with that statement. There are some others too, like Heimdall and Revengers of Vengeance, but I can't remember any more top-of-the-line items. Probably because there aren't any. It was not a system with a lot of support. Yeah. Oh, man, this I'm... this question, this is long. <laughs> yeah, thinking back, the Sega CD had to be the worst console I ever owned. Like, <laughs> that, basically, I had a dollar value, probably. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing, I don't know what it cost. I mean, it, it I, I got it as a Christmas present. Yeah. And and the only thing I ever really remember playing on it was Sega CD, and then there was a oh god, there was a shmup that was packed in with it, that was pretty decent, but I never got very far in it. How much did this thing cost? And there were two hundred and ninety nine dollars. Oh man, oh, yeah, three hundred bucks. Oof. That, to put and that back in perspective, then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To put that in perspective. The, the Genesis had launched at the relatively, like, you know, we're cutting you a mild deal. It was like $180 when it came out in, like, 1989. And then they released this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, a like, more than half again the price and, you know, a tenth the value. <laughs> yeah. 
the music did sound good on it. I remember I hooked yeah. it up to a stereo system, and that sounded great. Play some Sonic CD. Yeah, Sonic CD yeah. was awesome. But yeah, that uh, there wasn't no. a lot. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you made out better than those fools that bought a Sega 32X, but true enough. Like live, live, go back in time and live the life of the man who purchased a Mega Drive, a Sega CD, and a Sega 32X, and the special branded freaking like ex- like <laughs> surge protector like wall outlet adapter that allowed all three of them to be plugged in at once because they all had those giant plugs. The Tower of Power. Oh man! Like, yeah, maybe pa- the fool who win all. A great, a great pastime is to plug in a 32x game into the Genesis and see how much of it is being produced by the Genesis itself. The answers will sometimes surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a handful of games where it's like I could just play the entirety of this on the Genesis. What's being done by the 32x is not worth my time. <laughs> but it was also it's fantastic. It was a system with no hardware support for. 3D or 2D. So it had all of the inherent disadvantages of essentially being a PC, but bottlenecked horrendously by the Mega Drive. Nice. Double threat. <sighs> I've gone down a 32X rabbit hole over the past month. Alright, let's see what else we got here. There's a lot more to this question, man. You know it. <laughs> Connection game time. Link the Day of the Beast, El Dia de la Bestia, 1995, to Magical Vacation, which I did. Yeah, I did don't it. know. You did that a lot for a period. Yes. I think most of most of your uh, tenure on the mailbag was basically just being the these being the connection man. These took a lot of time. Let's see. The Day of the Beast was distributed in the U.S. on DVD by 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox collaborated with Walden Media on, Media on several movies. Walden Media's Prince Caspian was distributed by Disney. Dis home, Disney Home Video released the Mario Brothers film on DVD. Nintendo owns the Super Mario Brothers franchise. Obviously, Nintendo published Magical Vacation. <laughs> Boom. Wow, that's a lot of tenuous business connections. Can't blame Quite. <laughs> I had nothing else to go on. I mean, there was no other way to do it. You were going no. to have to do tenuous business connections. I that I had to do that a lot. I had to that find a way to Sony was usually my my go to. Finally, Sony ImageSoft published Hook for the Sega CD. Because Sony was usually my way to get to video games, and then I can go from there. Yeah. Yeah, these took some doing. Sorry, I just shuddered at the very concept. What else have we got here? Another cold-hearted reminiscence of the first Fire Emblem title. Oh, God. The dismounting aspect of the third game was lousy, but now it's back... Oh, the fifth of Fire Emblem title, excuse me. Is this, the, was that Thracia? Was that Genealogy of the Holy War? It's one of those oh, two, I yeah. think. Uh, the dismounting aspect of the third game was lousy, but now it's back. How does dismounting work, you ask? Well, any character in a mount, cavalry, troubadour, pegasus knight, dragon knight, cannot ride it indoors, forcing you to dismount the character in order to go inside. This drops movement and forces the character to use swords, 
When most of them are using lances while on their mounts, thus negating all the weapon experience they've accumulated for their usual armament. Better yet, for the fifth game in particular, anybody who is mounted can attempt to capture unmounted enemies, but when dismounted, it's back to relying on their normal constitution, which often isn't adequate adequate for the job. Isn't that great? This is still an improvement over the third Fire Emblem game, which or originated the dismounting system and which has yet to be seen again outside of these two installments. In the third game, characters actually lost the statistics upon dismounting because the stats were apparently part of the steed and not the character. This all <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> this horse was a much better general than you, and therefore he is my new general. <laughs> I guess... Ugh. Those SNES, those SNES Fire Emblem games had some really weird we, tweaks yeah. to them. We kind of also see this in, in uh, so this, this proclivity in older D&D games where in trying to make it feel more like a simulation, they, they have made these, something much stupider. Yeah, they <laughs> made something that wasn't very fun. And, and it's interesting to me that we're seeing kind of a little bit of a nudge in that direction in some of the more modern games, like with... With Zelda, the fact that the horse has to be closed for you to whistle for it or something like that, and and I think uh, I made Red this Dead... exact argument about Red Dead Redemption too. Like yeah, Red Dead. Ago. Yep, yep. I was about to bring up that example, and I, I just read that, and like with my time and my backlog being so big and my time being so tight, like when I sit down, I some, a lot of nights I only get to play for an hour or so. I want that hour to be full of fun, not chores, not slipping down mountains when it rains and having to start all over again. To me, those those aren't thrilling game experiences i can understand that they feel more realistic with those elements but they're time and soul draining and i just don't have a lot of either one after 15 hours of work i just want to sit down and have fun you and, will sit uh, down and you will manage horse cars and you will like it yeah but somebody that was more of a thing usually for the most part with pc especially since they were trying to to go off of D, which had so many of these obtuse mechanics in order to try to make things like for example females would have a, a, a lower maximum strength which can make sense in in principle but when it comes to playing a game and just playing the character you want to play thankfully it was something they tossed out of the window with third edition um, but you occasionally you got something like this that crept its way into a, a, a console game. I mean, there were some about two things in console games just because of their limitations. But in this case, it was just something they were trying to say, well, if you're not on a horse, you're not as good as a knight. O okay. And so we're going to make all these mechanics to support that idea. And none of them are actually fun or contribute to the experience. Ugh. In fact, they detract from the experience. Seriously. And they provide great fodder for the angry video game nerd on YouTube. <laughs> Now co-starring Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, wasn't that funny? I thought that was funny. The strangest thing in the world. Well, is that? Yeah. Are you serious? That, yeah, that totally. happened. Totally happened. Look it that up. That literally what? just happened like two days ago. Yep. Mm Hopped -hmm. up in my YouTube list. Totally a thing. It's very, it's very much one of those like you're both still alive. What happened? <laughs> Weird. Oh man. All right. What other random stuff do we have in here? Uh, there are a lot of series I'd like to see again. Whoops, skipped ahead. 
Still speculating about Saturn games seeing ports, eh? Here's an easy link between Radiant Silver Gun and Guardian Heroes. Both were made by Treasure. Treasure was a big Sega supporter, but what other Saturn games did the company make? Silhouette Mirage saw a PlayStation port, although reputedly Saturn original was superior in some ways, such as not being made artificially harder by working designs. Working designs did a lot more to that game than making it artificially harder. They screwed it up. They screwed up the gameplay mechanics entirely. I can't think of any other treasure titles on the system until something not made by treasure sees a port elsewhere. I'm considering it uh, a localized phenomenon, which it has been. And it was! Yes! Sega's getting requests to do Sega Saturn titles for uh, Sega Ages now, so they might have an appetite to try that again. I doubt it. They keep it, they keep it. Imp- well it's not just that they're getting requests, they keep like egging those requests on, like we're thinking about it, you know, it might happen. Hmm. Thing. Thinking about it. Think you could play Dragon Force. <laughs> they did that once or twice on PS2. Actually, the Sega Ages on PS2 had Dragon Force. It did. I don't know if it's any good. Uh, it's it's after they stopped doing bad remakes. It was an actual just port of Dragon Force. else we got here? There are a lot of series I'd like to see again, so anybody who can remember all the way back to last fall will recall, but I'll just say Grania for now. Combat matters to me the most, and those games consistently delivered. Oh, we're not getting a new one, but we're getting those old ones again. (laughs) On your Switch, I can play Portable Grania. I do love myself some Grandia. Grandia, Grandia was one of those games I was getting kind of bored of the JRPG formula that, uh, as I've said millions of times, feels like just attack, attack, heal on some of the lesser challenging games. Um, and Grandia was that game that just add. I think with JRPGs, they just need to evolve, and we and we just see that even just adding a simple element like with Shadow Hearts, where they had the spinning wheel or something like that, can take what is a very simple formula and just give it that something extra. At least for me, that keeps me engaged in the combat system more than just picking a couple of simple options and seeing how they play out. Uh, so a Grandia, it has the, the whole time bar where you can knock an enemy back on the bar, depending on whether there's light attacks or heavy attacks being used, and there's some strategy there. There's some risk versus reward. As you think an enemy's close to doing a big move, do you try to use your move to cancel it, or do you defend and just uh, you know take the punch? Uh, just... Just I, to me, it was just I just wanted to get into more fights. I don't even remember the story. I just wanted to get more fights. I was one it's of those a lovely people. Story. Yeah, I was. One, well, I was one of those wackos who actually liked Grandia three, because as bad oh, as man. the writing was, as bad as all of that, and it was very it's, bad. It's not great. All I wanted to do was beat more things way up into the air. Just that's all. I looked for things to fight. I just I mean, that's, that's all what I it was good at for what for what level it's worth. Yeah, because the story, ugh. Just, ugh, that was painful. Uh, it's bad times, as you might say. But, I mean, oh well, you could, you could play the game, and you could have some fun beating dudes up, so. Sometimes uh, that's just what you need. And now you could play, I believe it's the first Grandia, thanks to our friends at GOG.com. Uh, you can play that on your PC and may or may not show up in the CRPG. Club. No, I think it's uh, it's Grandia Two that you can play. Grandia Two, okay. 
Yeah. One so is getting ported to PC along with its Switch port. Ah, uh, yeah. Trigardia 2 Anniversary Edition now on sale for half off. You need it for 10 bucks. Woo! Nice. I wonder where Grandia 1 at. I got it somewhere. Uh, it was on PSN. Uh, Maybe that's it. Maybe I have it on PSN. I have to go look it up. Now I'm curious. I guess I could just look at my very big spreadsheet. But anywho, yeah, Grandia. Love those games. And Child of Light kind of used that same, some very similar Yeah, it, it was very obviously trying to sort of take that sort of style. If you're going to imitate a battle system, Grandia is not a bad one to to do so. Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. What else do we got here? More Shining Force 3 stories. Oh, yeah. PSP on the through the PSN network. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. There you go. Grab your copy today. You should. That's, a, that's more fun to do now with your PSP because uh, I think that whole internet thingy is down so i think i have to well first of all years ago my psp wouldn't even connect my in-house network anymore because the security protocols or whatever are out of date on the psp so i had to open up my wi-fi completely in order to be able to connect it to my psp wirelessly and then i think now the stores gone or something like that doesn't work anymore so now i basically have to download it to my playstation and then bring it over to my psp uh, uh, man i'm just remembering Okay. I'm going to skip these Shining Force 3 stories because no one is going to know what any of this is talking about. <laughs> okay, let's see. What I can't wait for. Battle... What? Battlefield 3. Whoops. I mean, you had just bought like seven Call of Duty games at the time. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. This guy of four... <laughs> Deus Ex 3, El Shaddai, Tales of the Best 3D. Nice. Like half of those are good. On my playlist, Def Leppard. This must have been when I just saw Def Leppard. I guess. Paris, I was looking. Then, I, like, this is the reason I said, what the hell was going on with your playlist at the yeah, time? Yeah, that's probably that. Because, I mean, you also have the cards, which is fine, and Men Without Hats, which is really specific. Were you just listening to Safety Dance on a loop? Probably. Fair enough, fair enough. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. behind. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> oh. oh. Don't dance and if they don't dance, then no friends of mine. Hot topics. What game do you see have a burning desire to see sequel for? That's a good one. What system will replace the PSP as the go-to JRPG platform? <laughs> was it the 3DS or was it the Vita? Uh, it depends on which kind of. It depends on what tier of RPG you're talking about. Okay. What long dormant RPG series do you want to see make a return? I'm getting mine. Thing I'm getting sacrificing. Nice. Same thing as hot topic number one. <laughs> Quiet. <clears throat> Guardian Heroes is finally seeing a re-release. Will more Saturn games follow? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Makes Falcom's games so different than other Japanese games, and why have they been able to have success on odd platforms for so long? Because they have a fan base that will follow them wherever. They could make games for a beeper, and people play, would buy them there, because it's like, well, it's the only place you can get Falcom games. I would. That's for sure. You'd buy, a, you'd buy the hideously dated technology known as the beeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Wouldn't you? No. Okay. <laughs> don't have the kind of money to throw away on that. <laughs> 
All right. I guess on that note, we should probably wrap this show up. What a coward. <laughs> uh, you can send us questions in the normal place. Uh, and we we have, might even answer them. We might even answer <laughs> but them. not next week. We won't do them next week. Yes. Uh, we now have a big backlog, which we are totally fine with, although you may not be. But too bad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Let's answer your question next time. We probably won't have another episode until the new year. So ha- happy new year, happy holidays, etc. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. For what this about long. my question? Oh, oh God. You got a question. Okay, go when ahead. are we doing another episode of the Hunt? This you'll you'll do it, but you'll actually have to play a classic <laughs> shooter game in the Hunt instead of Monster Hunter. Uh, yes, <laughs> within the next two days. <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Monster Hunter. So much Monster Hunter stuff to talk about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> save it, though. Save it. Save it. Wheels okay, yelled at me for it. bringing up freaking Yakuza. <laughs> All right. On that note, <laughs> peace out.